Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to day 14 of Man on the Post World Cup Review. My name is Dave and I'll be hosting this evening and I'm joined by Nathan. Hello sir. How are we doing Paul? Yes, I am very well thank you. Are you? Yeah, very well thank you. Very well. Good. Um, well we've, we've made it through the group stage um, and today was the first day of knockout football. No, no rest, no breaks at all, just straight on to new business. Um and uh, this afternoon's game, so Holland on the Netherlands. Um, I don't know the difference. Do you know the difference? Um, I, I heard in commentary in one of the other Netherlands games that apparently Holland is is only two of the something like eleven or fifteen regions that actually make up the Netherlands. Oh well, there you go. Maybe, that true or not, I have no idea. So maybe they're the they're the two that are like the best at football. I'm going to take the credit for it. Maybe. Essentially, yeah. Don't yeah. know. Right in, fact fans. Anyway, <laughs> the Netherlands ran out 3-1 winners over the USA. Um, the Netherlands steamed into a two-goal lead. USA made it very interesting for a couple of minutes, uh, and then it wasn't anymore. Um, <laughs> did this one go how you thought it would? Yeah, to be honest, no, no shock at all. I think uh, me and Adam did, part the, did a quick review last night of this game, and I said that as as good a team um, USA have been uh, in terms of like you know being an eleven rather than you know a couple of players plus the rest of the squad, they've there was no goals in the side and and yes they scored a goal tonight we'll get onto that but uh, I said to Adam you know I can see Holland scoring goals but I can't see the USA scoring goals and, and it's exactly how it went to be fair. Yeah, in in, in Premier League terms. The USA are Crystal Palace, um, yes. which you can take it either way you want. But I think they have the foundations of a decent team, but from many lack a goal scorer. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And to be fair, they've got an identity, which is you know press, 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 which is yes, fantastic. You know, yeah, fantastic. Like you said, it's just the number nine that's missing for them. You feel like if they can get a number nine and a decent one at that, then they they turn from like a good team, you know. Glad to see you doing well into a team of, hang on a minute, you might cause a bit of damage. Well, that's exactly it. And uh, I think they came up against the Dutch side who haven't, they sort of flattered to deceive, I think, through the group stages. They did what they need to do, little else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But when they got in the strike day, the first goal in particular, excellent passing football, um, yeah. cut through the USA's press and the pie finished it off. Um, yeah. Team goal of the tournament for you so far? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It was uh, as an Arsenal fan, it was something very interesting <laughs> to see that goal. Um, it's 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 the brand of football that I love to watch. Very fluid, you know, just one two touch passing, like you say, cut through that American press like it wasn't even there. Which, to be fair, up, in that, up <laughs> until that point, it had been working really well for the Americans. Um, 
and then yeah, lovely finish. The only the only thing that I will say on the goal is is Matt Turner, the goalkeeper. Um, when when the ball's played out wide, he kind of follows it mm-hmm. sort of to his near post, which I completely understand. You know, he wants you know he doesn't want getting beaten at his near post from over there. But as the ball comes across, he doesn't make an effort to get back into the middle of the goal. And when he dives for Depay's low shot, with you know it's it's fingertips away from getting from getting his fingertips onto the ball. I just thought there was enough time for that ball being played across the box for him to shift ever slightly back to the centre of the goal. I might be nitpicking a little bit, but I, when I saw the replay, I thought he, he stood in a, in a really not a very good position. I thought he could have got to it if it, if he had just shuffled to it back to the centre of his goal a bit more. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I mean, especially at this stage of, of, of a tournament like this, the, the small errors can make all the difference. Um, I think footwork on a goalkeeper is obviously a big thing. Um, and as you say, at, at this level, he's going to get caught out by someone like Memphis Depay, who hasn't Absolutely. had the best best tournament in front of goal, but uh, you know, given enough chances, and he'll, he'll score eventually. Yeah, um, I mean, fair play to Depay. He, he, he took the shot well. You know, he did what he needed to do with it, and. Uh... Take nothing away from the, from the build-up, like you said. Team, team goal was tournament by one way. <laughs> um, the USA did briefly make it interesting. Um, Haji, right? I think I'm saying that right. No relation yeah, to yeah. Jo- no relation to Georgie Haji. Um, did pull one back. What did you make of this? What, um, a, just a really bizarre goal. Mm. I, I, I'm still. I've watched a replay like a few times now, and I'm still struggling to figure out. You know how how. The ball has ended up where in the net. It's <laughs> it's a good it's a good move from the Americans. Um, really good move. Uh, Pulisic gets a bit of room out wide and fizzes the ball low into the box. And it it's like you can see what Wright is trying to do. He's almost trying to drag his foot into the ball to 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 sort of flick it either into the box or into the goal. But the way that it hits, it puts such a wicked spin on it. He ends up sort of almost flicking it over the goalkeeper. It, if he meant it, it's an outrageous goal, but there's not a chance on the planet that he meant to do that. Uh, no, I um, I don't think so. Um, but a goal's a goal. They all count. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Un- yeah. <laughs> unfortunately for the US, I think, again, you may have a different pyramid of this, but I think they're a bit naive I mean, it's kind of throughout the game, but at this point, they just needed to steady themselves down and have a real go for the last 10 minutes and instead decided to kind of go gung-ho very early and leave... Dumfries completely unmarked in the box, um, which, yeah. as we found out in the Euros 18 months ago, it's a very silly thing to do. Very much so, yeah, yeah. Um, he's been he's played well, Dumfries. He's you know he's been commanding that that area along the touchline, um, and I think you're absolutely right what you say about the Americans. They they went all guns blazing straight away, rather than just you know. It's real. It's real one on one in it when you score. Just have five minutes to settle back into shape. You know, defend the goal that you've just got, and then go again. Don't don't go flying out of the traps straight away. Um, bit of naivety, and the the Dutch punished that. Lovely cross as well. Though. Mm. I think it was Blind who, who put the who put the cross in. Yeah, oh, uh, I mean, they've got, they've, ball. they've got technicians all over the pitch, haven't they, the Dutch? I mean, ironically, they, they probably also lack a number nine. Um, I think they've yeah. tried two or three there this tournament alone. Um, I don't think any of them have scored yet. Um, but the likes of Gakpo and Depay and Bergwijn are all very capable of scoring goals from the wider positions or wherever Depay plays. I mean, he's a bit uh, yeah. of an enigma, isn't he? But, um, Absolutely. 
Um, well, we'll come back to the Dutch because they're in the next round and we'll talk about their next opponent shortly. Um, for the US, um, obviously they're going to host, part of it, co-host the next World Cup. Do you see positive signs there or the about where you expect them to be? I think it's. I think it can only be a positive thing. I think um, you know all, all roads lead to to the four years time. The hosting, they don't need to worry about qualifying. Uh, and I think the team that they've got now is young enough to to have matured into even better players than what they are now. You know, obviously, you know, four years is a long time. You've got injuries to consider and, and, and all that kind of thing. I think. I think going back to today's game, and to be honest with you, America in the whole tournament, if they can unearth a number nine for four years' time, I don't see why they can't do, you know, last 16 or even go a bit further with, you know, look at the draw and what have you. Maybe I'm giving them a bit too much credit, but um, I think I think they've got a, a young squad, dynamic, you know, the press has been fantastic to watch, and if they can put a number nine in to this team, I think they'll do well. No, I think, that's, I think that's very fair. Um, so we'll see how they get on. I guess, you know, they probably won't have to play a competitive fixture for a while now if they've qualified yeah. than like the Gold Cup, which has about three competitive games in. No offence to the likes of Guatemala who get uh, steamrolled every every tournament, but uh, never yeah. mind. <laughs> um, on to tonight's fair, which was Argentina 2, Australia 1. Um, this... It was a slow burner, but by the end, I was on the edge of my seat. It was uh, a strange old night. Um, like a lot of the games in this World Cup, once they get going, they don't seem to, seem to stop. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Once that break uh, comes off, that's it. It's like a no. um, So Leo Messi opened the scoring. Um, we'll come on to him in just a second. Um, it was 2-0. Um Remind me who scored the second goal. My my head's gone. By the story's part of the day. Uh, it was Alvarez. Alvarez, when Matt Ryan decided to try and dribble past two Argentinian yes. players and found that two was actually two too many. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Alvarez took that. Well, Danny Murphy gave Alvarez all the credit, being like, well, he put that away well. Yeah, well, cheers, Danny. He did yeah. score that open goal. Um, <laughs> uh, and then a bizarre goal um, as Goodwin took the shot, which. Huge deflection. It's gone down to an goal now, um, which gave us a grandstand finish, which never really saw coming. To be quite fair, um, yep. <laughs> pick the balls out of this one. Yeah, um, like you said, it, it had the feeling of how long can Australia hold out for? Because you always felt, if I, you know, as soon as that Argentina goal went in, Australia had to come out. You, you, you kind of knew that that's what Argentina would have wanted, um, and that's how it played out. And I felt a bit sorry for Australia because. Up until the messy goal, the plan was working. They were disrupting play, tight, compact. Argentina didn't have any answers really, apart from the fact that they've got Lionel Messi, and they gave him half a yard of space, and it, and he absolutely took took it, took the half a yard and the rest of the pitch with with a another very classic Messi, neat and tidy, curling into the bottom corner. Could the keeper have done a little bit better? Maybe. It wasn't right in the corner, was it? But again, I don't I think he was unsighted and I think Messi took the shot early and yeah, one nil. And then you kind of thought, right, well, Argentina can kick on here a little bit. Yeah, well it was it was bizarre because um you know, Messi was, was he sort of got better as the match went on, which you don't often see from a thirty four year old. 
Um, but it was like a dad playing with his kids at some point, just sort of striding through the entire Australia team. Um, but I say we got the grandstand finish in the end. Um, I thought Australia played so well for the first 20 minutes or so, really limited Argentina's efforts on goal. Um, yeah. But then obviously once they had to come out a bit, they were bound to leave some gaps. Um, can you tell me what's happened to Lautaro Martinez? I, I wish I could. Um, <laughs> he has been possi- possibly, arguably, the biggest disappointment as a single player. Probably mm. the biggest disappointment in tournament so far for me. Um, I mean, I mean a, a, a number of people backing him for the golden boot. And, you know, that's understandable as Argentina's start and centre forward. Yeah. Um, but, oh my goodness, he's missed some chances. Yeah, yeah. He's... Uh, He's not been very good at all, even in the last stages of that game where the chances were coming for for Argentina. He, he, he still just couldn't couldn't get anywhere near. To be fair, I think I think um, Matt Ryan made one save from one of his shots, but other than that, just yeah, struggling for form. It was one where Messi put it on plate for him, and he just tried to bend it in the top corner, but just leant back and sort of got under it and it was just nowhere near going in it was uh, yeah, a, a pretty woeful effort I would say um, Argentina obviously started the tournament with a loss to Saudi Arabia um, for me they played quite well in that match for like 50 minutes and then it all went pear shaped yeah. um, but aside from that they've been pretty professional against you know Mexico wasn't the greatest game, but they did what they had to do. Poland, I thought they were excellent, pretty much from start to finish. And tonight, for 80 minutes, they were the only team in the game. Um, <clears throat> do you see them as a team who's getting stronger as the tournament goes on, or do you think there's some serious worries there? It's like it's like you say, you know, everyone's saying, oh, you know, Argentina haven't, haven't turned up, not playing well. Um, I wouldn't say that they're not playing well. I'd say that. Like, exactly like you said, they're just doing a professional job. They're going out and beating teams. It's not pretty. It's not free-flowing football. But at the end of the day, you know, if they're playing so badly, they ended up in a World Cup quarter-final. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's it, isn't it? And uh, I've seen a few people suggest that they're totally reliant on Messi, but of course they are. He's one of the best players ever to kick a football. Um yeah. And I don't think, I mean, against Saudi Arabia, it was ridiculous at times where he was, I think me and you did the review of this one, where the, the, he had the ball and everyone else was standing watching him. Um, yeah. I didn't say that so much tonight, to be quite honest. I mean, he, he was on another level tonight, don't get us wrong, but it wasn't like he was totally doing the job on his own. I thought there was enough of a supporting cast from tonight. Um, yeah, I thought um, Alvarez played quite well tonight. Yes, yeah. He, he was busy and he was all over, and it was nice to see Rodrigo de Paul actually, mm-hmm. you know, Figuring out that he's at a World Cup and <laughs> the show off a little bit. Um, so that, that he, I think what Argentina showed tonight was when when even just one or two players step up to help Messi, they become a different team. They come to the next level, you know. And I think as the tournament progresses and as they, they play teams that aren't just going to sit and disrupt the game, are we going to see the real Argentina? Yeah, well, I was I was really worried going into the knockout st- stages that we'd see a lot of cagey nil-nils and, you know, we've seen it in previous World Cups where the fear of losing actually outweighs the chance of winning. Yeah. Um, and we've sat through some fairly turgid games where it's been nil-nil for, you know, the whole 90 of an extra time. But the two today have set us off on a good footing. So 
hopefully yeah, yeah, more of the fair, same yeah. from the from the next six. Um, yeah, no pressure to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Um, I suppose we have to talk about the the last gasp chance for Australia. Um, Newcastle bound. Kural, Kural. Um, yes, yeah. I think he wish he had this one back. Looking at the replay, I don't think he caught it as clean as he might have done, considering where he was on the pitch. Yeah, I think um, I don't think he quite realised just how much time he had. I know, I know, Martinez was was flying out of his net, and I will give credit to Emmy Martinez. He's done the only thing possible, which is just hmm. get out as quick as you can and make yourself as big as possible. Um, but yeah, I think tonight. The, the Australian lad will be looking back thinking I could have done so much more with that. I mean, what you would say is that the touch to take it down from the cross is actually incredible considering yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. such a pivotal point in the game, but the finish was maybe a little bit lacking. But we'll give Martinez the credit for making the save. Um, yeah. It does set up Argentina versus Holland um, for the last eight. Um, yeah. It's a game which has got a lot of memories. <laughs> um, over the years, they've met a few times at World Cups. We all remember Dennis Bergkamp's goal. I'm sure yeah. you do as an Arsenal fan. Absolutely. Um, how much are you looking forward to this year's version of, of the Netherlands versus Argentina? I think you've got your spot on there. I think you hear that fixture in international football and you can't help but get a little bit giddy. You know, even though these two teams are what you would call prime versions of themselves, there's... I think they've both had similar World Cups in that they've shown at times what they can do, but haven't really, ex- you know, had a, had a game where they've exploded onto the scene. Um, and I think, I think all of us as neutrals just want to see them forget about defending and just go for it, just foot down. <laughs> you know, I want to see like a, a six-five or something ridiculous like that. You know, just just go all out and have, have a real go at each other. Yeah, well, it's meant anything's possible. Um, Van Gaal doesn't tend to play defensive football. I know he's had a few nil-nils of Holland in his time, which have gone all the way to penalties and things, but I'm not overly sure that's down to him. Um, no, yeah. And he certainly didn't really at Man United, from memory, play for an awful lot of, of nil-nils. Um, how highly do you rate Van Gaal? Because he's he's done everything, really, in football. Um, and obviously he's a... He's a Unbelievable story with what, what treatment he's having at the moment. Um, yeah. Where's he rank for you at the moment? Um, it's it's really hard to, to, to judge, really, because, you know, I kind of look at Louis van Gaal without Manchester United on his CV and with Manchester United mm. on his CV. But I think, for me, he's definitely up there with the greatest of all time. Um, like you said, the CV speaks to itself. Um, he's been there he's done it in multiple countries um, and he's he's gone with his own style whether they've liked it or not he's, he, I, I love the fact that he he's one of the managers who goes no you do it my way or we don't do it at all you know there's no mm. there's no two paths it's it's Louis van Gaal's way or, you, or you're out um, and I think the United episode I mean for me the United episode I don't think it matters who you put at Manchester United. You know, you could put Pep Guardiola at Manchester United. The problems that are, are within the club, you know, it's not, you know, all these managers that have been there don't become crap overnight. You know, the, you look at the CVs everywhere else and it's been great. So when you see the one denominator being Manchester United, it kind of, 
takes away that performance for that relevant relevant manager. Uh, and I think that's that's true with Louis Van Gaal. I think he's brilliant. He's definitely up there for me. Yeah, he's great value, and we've seen. I don't know if you've seen <laughs> any of the clips when he's on Dutch Telly covering the Champions League or whatever it is he covers. But when he talks, you listen to what he's got to say. He's got a very uh, a bit like. Um, a bit like Klopp when he first came to England, I think we kind of hung on his every word because he has a style and he, he as you said earlier, he doesn't yeah. listen to anybody else. Um, it's his way or, or not and uh, he's a very engaging character. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I, I wish he'd spent more time in England because I think he's fascinating but uh, yeah. as you say, unfortunately he's at a club where <laughs> many have tried at the moment over the last yeah. 10, 15 years or so. Yeah, um, I don't know if there's enough time in any day to go through the club. <laughs> <laughs> well, to chat for another day, but uh, absolutely. Let's leave today's action there then, and look look ahead to um, Sunday's games, which we'll see France versus Poland, which to me is very little else other than a chance for Mbappe to um, enhance his Golden Boot chances. Um, yeah. Can you can you make an argument for Poland at all? I think they're so poor, really. No, I mean for, for me, um, I remember in the group stages, I was very very critical of. Um, Costa Rica when they lost 7-0 against Spain I thought it was a woeful performance and then I watched Poland's last match in mm-hmm. the group stages and considering that you know what was going on everywhere you know it was the, those games for the, for the last group games were just bonkers up and down the groups weren't they and I just thought Poland didn't even try given that everything else that was going on they didn't even try I thought no you felt really sorry for Mexico because you thought these guys have given it a real go <laughs> and they've missed out to a team that haven't tried even in the slightest. And then you, I saw the draw seeing that they were playing France and to be honest with you, if France don't score three or more goals, I'll be absolutely astonished. Yeah, it's very hard to make an argument for Poland. Um, yeah. Even the game they won, Saudi Arabia battered them. I mean, yeah. all right, they scored two goals and that's fair, but Saudi Arabia could have had at least two themselves, including the penalty that was saved. Absolutely. Um, Chesney's going to have to have another game of his life to go with the other two he's already had. Yeah. Um, which you wouldn't rule out. You know, stranger things have happened, but I just can't see I can't see an upset in this one. Um, no, no. But I've been wrong about everything so far this tournament. I had Denmark going <laughs> deep. I had Australia going out. Um, <laughs> so what do, what do I know? Um, for, many, for many, the main event tomorrow will be 7pm, uh, England and Senegal. Um, yeah. Obviously, England will go into his favourites, but um, how do you see it? I think as long as England don't do an England, <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. I think as long as we play as well as we can and don't get into a situation where Senegal have got any hope, I think we'll be absolutely fine. But it's England, isn't it? You know, it's hard. It's, it's very hard as an England fan to be optimistic about your own team I find you know even at club football it's like oh no don't, don't fancy us against this one and it's like yeah but you're playing Oxford in the <laughs> pick up for example you know? um, it's very much the same with England you know um, but I think I think we'll, we'll have more than enough Senegal have done well to get where they are especially with losing their star man um, so close to the World Cup kicking off um, but I think we'll just have that bit too much for them yeah, I, I hope you're right. Um, I think with England, if they play a team who doesn't sit with everyone behind the ball on a low block, um, we'll give, we, we've got a great chance. Um, yeah. We love space to attack, which is a stupid thing to say because it's obvious in football, but 
we're also very easy to stop if teams play this low block. Like we're we're all pace and power, and if there's nowhere nowhere to run into, I don't really think we've got a plan B particularly. Um, no, I agree with that. But uh, when teams come to play, um, we will beat the majority of teams who do that, um, except yeah. the very very best, unfortunately. But um, I think we'll be all right tomorrow. Um, France might be another story, but we'll worry about that even when we get there. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think like. Um, an early goal. If we can go one up early, mm. that means Senegal can't yeah. can't stick behind that low block for the rest of the game. So uh, the, early the, goal and I make us favourites. The first goal in England games has proven to be pretty important. Um, yeah. Over the years, certainly over the Southgate years. Um, if we go ahead, I, I'll be surprised if we end up not going through. Um, yeah. The longer it's a nil-nil affair, or worse, um, it's difficult to make an argument for us overturning that. But yeah. I am happy that Mane is out. Um, obviously, yes. Shame for him being the second best player in the world, wherever it is, and effectively second, third, wherever he was in the in the Ballon d'Or vote. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shame for him that he's not there, but um, thankful for us tomorrow that might make our task slightly easier. Yeah, massively, massively easier. Well, we'll be back tomorrow um, to review those games. Um, Nathan, thank you as ever for your time. Not a problem at all. And, Thank you uh, very much for having me. Oh, no problem. Well, no problem at all. We'll, uh, I say we'll be back tomorrow. Um, but thanks for listening. And always remember to keep your man on the post. Hey.